Hey everyone, I'm Pastor Gary Hoban and welcome to another another message from Refinery Life Church Australia. Now last time we spoke, we spoke about that there is no other God. And today I want to take that one step further and just go there is no other name. And the text we're going to read from is Acts 4.12. It says, There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among people by which we must be saved. For God has provided the world no alternative for salvation. Now if we look at the bigger picture of Acts 4.1-12, it's where Peter and John were arrested. And verse 4 says, And while Peter and John were taking to, sorry, talking to the people, the priests and the captain, who was in charge of the temple area, and the temple guard, and the Sadducees, came up to them. Verse 2. Being extremely disturbed and thoroughly annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming, in the case of Jesus, the resurrection of the dead. So they arrested them, and they put them in jail until the next day because it was evening. But many of those who heard the message of salvation believed in Jesus and accepted him as the Christ. And the number of men came to be about 5,000. Verse 5. On the next day, the magistrates and elders and scribes, the Sanhedrin, the Jewish high court, were gathered together in Jerusalem. And Annas, the high priest, was there. And Caiaphas and John and Alexander and all the others who were high priestly descent. Verse 7. When they had put the men in front of them, they repeatedly asked them by what sort of power or in what name that this, by what kind of authority, did you do this healing? Verse 8. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, members of the Sanhedrin and the Jewish High Court, if we are being put on trial today to interrogate us for a good deed done to benefit a disabled man, as to how this man has been restored to health. Let it be known and clearly understood by all of you and by all the people of Israel that the name Jesus Christ of the Nazarene, whom you demanded be crucified by the Romans and whom God raised from the dead in this name, that is, by the authority and power of Jesus, this man stands here before you in good health. Verse 11. This Jesus is the stone which was despised and rejected by you, the builders, but which became the chief cornerstone. And there is no salvation, sorry, and there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. For God has provided the world no alternative for salvation. Let's just pray before we start. Father, we thank you for the privilege of coming to you in prayer. We thank you that you appeared to men like Moses, Jacob, and Paul, and that you invite us to join you as well. We come to you today bringing all we have in the name of Jesus, your Son. Amen. So when Peter and John went to the temple at the hour of prayer, a man who had been lame from birth was laying at the gate of the temple. We've probably heard this story before. He asked Peter and John for alms. Peter said to him in Acts 3, 6, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you in the name, the authority and the power of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene. Begin now 
to walk and go on walking. And the man was healed and went about shouting the praises of God. Peter and John were then arrested and brought before the rulers. And they were asked in Acts 4-7, when they had put the men in front of them, they repeatedly asked, by what sort of power or what name did you do this healing? Peter's answer was that the healing took place in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and that there are no other names where salvation happens. In the past, generations of people used to use the word name as reputation. So they would say about a good man, he he has a good name. Or about an evil man, he has a bad name. The biblical writers use the term in a different way and a very specific sense. You'll remember that one of the commandments forbids taking the Lord's name in vain. Jesus kept reminding the disciples when praying to hallow the name of Lord or the name of God. John repeatedly stated that salvation comes about by believing in the name of Jesus Christ. In the book of Acts, Luke said that a crippled man was healed by the power of the name of Jesus and that there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. The name is synonymous with the person who bears it. To know a person's name is to know the person. In the creation story, Adam gives names to all the animals. So in a sense, the animals did not have their full existence until they were given names. So naming them was part of creation. People did not really have existence until they have a name. In a sense, their name continues even after death. The ancient Egyptians tried to erase the memory of wicked king or of wicked kings by chiseling their names off monuments that they'd left. They thought the destruction of a name would destroy the person who wore the name. They didn't realize that a name continues even though its written form is chiseled away. God is known only when he gives his name. In Exodus 3.14, God gave his name to Moses. And after Moses knew the name of God, he was able to tell others about God. He was able to speak to God in prayer. And he was able to live for God, whose name he knew. To know the name of God is to know God. It is interesting that in the Bible, many people have changed names when they came to know the Lord. When Jacob met God, he became Israel. When Simon came to faith in Jesus, his name was changed to Peter. When Saul of Tarsus came to know Jesus as his saviour, he became Paul the Apostle. It is also interesting to note that to speak in one's name is to speak as a representative of the person who wears the name and to have a measure of that person's power and authority. To pray in the name of Jesus is to speak as his representative with his power. The New Testament writers claim that Jesus Christ is the full disclosure of God and that only in his name do we really come to know God. Jesus came to his Father's name in John 5.43. It says, I have come in my Father's name 
and with his power and you do not receive me because your minds are closed but if another comes in his own name and with no authority or power except his own you'll receive him and give your approval to an imposter thereby disclosing what God is really like when Jesus healed people he claimed that the works of healing were done in the Father's name this is what it tells us in John 10:25. Jesus answered them, I have told you so, yet you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify concerning me. They are my credentials and the evidence declaring who I am. Jesus' name was used in the same way as God's name in Acts 4, 17 and 18. But to keep it from spreading further among the people and the nation, let us sternly warn them not to speak again to anyone in this name. Verse 18. So they sent for them and commanded them not to speak as his representatives or teach at all in the name of Jesus, using him as their authority. And believing in Jesus' name is the same as believing in the Father's name. John 1.12 says, But to as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave the right, the authority and the privilege to become children of God. That is, to those who believe in and adhere to and trust in and rely on his name. And there's no greater statement than in John 3.18 where it says, whoever believes and has decided to trust him as their personal Lord and Saviour is not judged. For this one there is no judgment, no rejection, no condemnation. But the one who does not believe and has decided to reject him as his personal saviour and Lord is judged already. That one has been convicted and sentenced because he has not believed and trusted in the name of the one and only begotten son of God. The one who is truly unique, the only one of his kind, the one who alone can save him. The sovereignty of God is acknowledged by confessing the name of Jesus. We know the scripture in Philippians 2, 10 and 11. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in submission of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And that every tongue will confess and openly acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God, the Father. Yeah, salvation is known only in the name of Jesus. Salvation is a relationship where the sinner is reconciled to God. It involves the forgiveness of sins and the transformation from a sinful nature. Jesus is the only source of that salvation. There is no other way we can be reconciled to God and know him. John 14.6 says it very clearly. He makes it extremely clear. It says, Jesus said to him, I am the only way to God and the real truth and the real life no one comes to the Father but through me to wear the name of Jesus Christ is to confess that you belong to God Christians meet and worship in his name all the time their eternal hope is bound up in the name Jesus Christ the seal of eternal salvation is that name Jesus the Christians in Philadelphia were promised victory and it was said that Christ would write his own new name on them as a sign of his ownership and the guarantee of their eternal destiny with God. 
The martyrs on Mount Zion in the book of Revelation are identified by his name on their foreheads. Revelation 14.1 says, Then I looked. This is what I saw. The Lamb stood firmly established on the Mount Zion, and with him 144,000 who had his name and his father's name inscribed on their foreheads, signifying they were God's own possession. And the saints in heaven will be forever identified by his name on their foreheads. It tells us that in Revelation 22.4. They will be privileged to see his face and his name will be on their foreheads. What a privilege it is to wear the name of Christ. What an honor it is and should be to be identified as a Christian, which means one who wears the name of Christ because he or she believes in Christ. Salvation is synonymous with wearing his name. You can't have salvation without Jesus. No other name brings salvation. It can't. Jesus has no rivals. There are numerous cheap imitations scattered about like counterfeit coins or fake jewelry. But the frauds are obvious in their transiency. They just don't stick around. But the name of Jesus lives on. The name of Jesus Christ is the clear disclosure of God to humans. In his name, we have forgiveness of sins and fellowship with the Father. His name marks us as belonging to God. It seals our salvation and protects us against our adversaries. His seal gives us the assurance of God's ownership and eternal life. So as we finish up, the Christian faith is exclusive in that it does not tolerate rivals or competitors. But at the same time, it's all-inclusive. The gospel is to be proclaimed to all people. It is God's will that no one should perish but that all should come to acknowledge the truth. He invites whosoever will to come in Revelation 22:17. Says the Holy Spirit and the bride, the church and the believers, say come. And let the one who hears say come, and let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who wishes to take and drink the water of life without cost. Who will believe in him? Sorry, we who believe in him know his name and live in his name, but it is also our task to tell others his name. It's our privilege to tell other people the good news. Romans 10.13 puts it this way, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord in prayer will be saved. I really want to encourage you to be diligent with your Bible study time because God has so much more for us than we can get from just going to church once or twice a week and hearing someone else talk about the word. When you spend time with God, your life will change in amazing ways because God is a redeemer. There's nothing that's too hard for him and he can make you whole, spirit, soul and body. You're important to God and you're also important to us at Refinery Life Church. When it comes to prayer, 
We believe that God wants to meet your needs and reveal his promises to you. So whatever you're concerned about and you need prayer for, we want to be there with you. Or even if you just want to say hi, you can contact us at www.faithministries.com.au. Until tomorrow, stay in the blessings.